0: How we doing? Welcome back to the In The Round podcast. You got Matt and Tyler.
1: What's up, everybody? Up
0: in Ocean View, Delaware, of all places. We're a long way away from We're National not in the South
1: anymore, long-
0: boys. No, we ain't in the South no more. But we're still doing the podcast. Going to be getting some episodes out for you all from our spot up here in Delaware while we are quarantining. And we are doing this through Skype, a wonderful program that has provided long-distance relationships to happen for the longest time. Um, and today we are using it... I
1: think I had a uh, couple of Skype girlfriends in high school.
0: Oh, of course you did. I'm sure. They all went to different schools, didn't they? But uh, we got our good buddy, Mr. Alec Davis, joining us on Skype out in Missouri. Hey! Alec, how you doing, buddy?
2: Good, man. Good. Just chilling in the crazy times
0: yeah dude we thanks for having me oh dude of course you kidding me we we've been wanting to do this for a while of course the ideal situation would be to do it in nashville but we don't know when we're all going to be getting back there so we figured you got some time on your hands we got some time on our hands why not uh why not bang out a podcast episode
2: why not bang it out together man
0: dude (laughs) absolutely (laughs) absolutely man so how have you been so you're back home in missouri right
2: yeah, yeah. Back home in Missouri, um, Rogersville is the name of the town. Just a suburb of Springfield, little farm town. Oh, it's Springfield.
0: Of- yeah, we know. We know about yeah. Springfield, Missouri. Uh, we've been. We, we've passed through Missouri quite a few times. We actually played
1: a show in Springfield. It was before you were with Muscadine. Uh, we played at like some bar there that was really small and uh, really podunk. Really. Yeah,
2: um, you remember the name?
1: It was some saloon. I
2: was can, it with? I can look it uh, up. Was it with uh, Muscadine? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, Muscadine like headlined it.
0: Yeah, it was. What um, year it, was
1: it? Last year. Uh, it was like June, July of last year. It was July. Hmm. Yeah, I'm,
0: yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I've Well, my experiences with Missouri, I don't think I've been a part of playing a show like been we where we've done a show there but passing through dude missouri is god's country there's a whole lot of open space a whole lot of beautiful plains um it's a great one of those one of them flyover
2: states uh, absolutely you know what i'm glad you said that because missouri gets a lot of we flack played,
1: uh, it was southbound bar and grill
2: yep yep so played we played there, there. yep yeah dude. i'll be there may 14th hell yeah uh,
0: hell yeah that's awesome. We love hearing that. Yeah, dude, Missouri, for whatever reason, gets a bad rep, and I don't know why.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Is it a bad rep or a bad rap? I said bad rap.
0: Bad rap, bad rap. I mean, I ain't a rapper, so... I mean, y'all got
1: <laughs> St. Louis, so there's not bad rap
2: there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, St. Louis is a different area, man. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. It's totally different than down, down in Springfield and Kansas City.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So St. Louis is its own state.
0: Yeah, it pretty much is, right? I mean, I've I haven't been to St. Louis, but like driving driving through KC and stuff, it's all pretty pretty spread out, and like those are in very different areas. So where you're from, so you're back back home. So you grew up in that area.
2: Yeah, man, uh, born and raised down here, just outside of Springfield, and um, just parents. We got a farm, and we raise cattle, and uh, you know, chickens and, and the whole deal, uh, oh. had horses and rabbits and dogs and everything.
0: <laughs> Dude, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool.
2: Just so, had a, just had a baby calf born, uh, two days ago.
0: What's it yeah. like, that's awesome. what, what's it like delivering a calf?
2: Uh, well, I mean, this one happened overnight and, uh, you know, what's kind of crazy is that, you know, some of the time, you know, I don't really know the percentage, but, you know, we've had uh, three calves so far this year and only one of them's made it. Um, so, like, start off the podcast with a sad note, but they don't always make it through the, the birth, which is kind of sad and uh, I guess something that not many people know that are uh, not in the business i guess
0: yeah i would not have known that like the the rate of that like that there can be those kind of complications and that they happen often that's that's interesting I, I i have no idea of being a, i didn't grow up around farms at all i grew up in new york so we don't we don't have a whole lot of that going on unless you get upstate but that's interesting to hear so you guys do it for like a business like the family is a, is like a family of farmers and stuff
2: no i mean yeah i mean my my mom's dad my grandpa you know does it for a living but we've just got you know probably 20 head of cattle at at the most at all times and that's something that i did growing up um and then i sold them all to buy my first car and uh then i got you know out of it after that obviously but my brother he's uh 16 now so he's he's still in it and doing that whole deal
0: Nice, Get that's the, awesome. Doing yeah. the ca- doing the cowboy cattle wrangle thing, huh? Is that yeah, what it's that's right? Is it called, is that considered a wrangler?
2: What do you mean? Like like
0: like like what is it called? Like, are you considered a, a cowboy if you work with cattle, or like, what's the proper term for that?
2: I would hate to be the guy that that defines cowboy because <laughs> I can just hear some guy like, "Oh, this old boy don't know anything about cowboying." Uh, man, I I don't really know if there are that many cowboys left, uh, you know, doing the thing, but like what I think of as a cowboy is like, you know, the guys that would, uh, herd cattle for like hundreds of miles, you know, and they slept outside every night and they only lived to be like 45 because, They were so aged. I mean, you sleep outside every single night. How many 90-year-old homeless people do you see?
0: I I see people that look like they're 90, but they're definitely not 90.
1: Yeah, definitely working on Broadway. We see a lot of, like, people that have aged quickly. Like you said, you know, they might be 45, 50, but they look 90 to 100.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I am in no way a cowboy. I took two showers yesterday
0: hey two showers that's more than I. that takes like
2: five up here now
1: because he takes a bike ride now
0: yeah i take i go on i go on those bike rides so i got i get all sweaty then my mom's my mom's a bit of a germaphobe and obviously rightfully so with all the stuff that's going on but she wants she's like you got a shower go get a shower go take a shower go get a shower wash your damn hands go get a shower
2: (laughs) dude i've washed my hands more times in the last month than i have my whole life i I think that's the same for me too like, I would never want to admit that on a podcast, but here we are, boys.
0: Yeah, here we are. Absolutely, man. So when did you make the move from uh, from the Springfield area of Missouri to Nashville, Tennessee? When did that all happen for you?
2: Yeah, man. So I guess I'll take a, a little step back and kind of tell my uh, quick story. But I grew up playing golf my whole life, uh, never really was into music, Um I mean, from age eight to, you know, a few years ago, I was going to the golf course every single day and playing and trying to play professionally. And, uh, I ended up going to university of Missouri, uh, Mizzou to play golf in college. And then, uh, two years in I had just slumped so hard that the coach was like, Hey, this isn't working out for you. You need to find something else to do. And, uh, anyway, I had, uh, I had kind of been working on music for the last few months before I had that conversation with the coach and I had booked a gig for the day after he told me that. So I had my first gig right after that meeting and, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And it was, it was kind of like, um, you know, God was shutting one door and, and opening another and, um, It was just like, you know, I look back and the show was terrible, but at the time it was like, that was a great show and people had a great time, you know, and it was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And so uh, that was four years ago, uh, a little under four years ago, uh, that gig. And then um, I was in Columbia, Missouri, uh, where uh, Mizzou is for uh, about two years after that stayed up there and you know opened for a lot of people at the Blue Note and played shows Yeah. Yeah, which is a a great venue shout out um but they were really good to me and let me get in front of you know some crowds I definitely shouldn't have been in front of and uh and then yeah it was August um whatever a year and a half ago would have been um so I've been, I've been in Nashville for a year and a half and Dang. just, Dang. you know,
0: grinding. That's awesome. See, I'm right around that same time. I moved, um, I moved October of 2018 so I'm right around the same classes as you as far as it's funny. we talk about like classes of when people move to Nashville because yeah. you're making you're making friends with people who move there around the same time so that's that's interesting also I didn't know about the golf stuff i mean i I've, I've probably heard you talk about it on on your podcast, the day job that you do, which shout out to that we'll talk about that one in a little bit but golf I grew up playing golf I was the and you get it playing um I'm sure you played in high school and stuff, and like you played competitively. I was the um, what is it? It's not. I don't forget if it's called reserve or like the extra. I was always like the extra kid who wouldn't. My score would never count. My score counted maybe like twice in my couple years of doing it. But I got to play You're golf the fifth and, man. I was the fifth man, but I got to play golf for free on taxpayer dollars. And in New York, we got a lot of nice golf courses, so it was a great. There way, you go, man. A great way to play free golf four days a week without paying. for Yeah. It. It was dope.
1: Exactly man. right. And I lived that's way cool, out. Uh, I lived way out in the country. I think my senior year, we got a golf team together, but I'd never played a day in my life. So yeah,
0: I want to get him out. He's really good at the Rory McElroy, uh video game. He smokes me in that. I Oh yeah. never played that.
1: Can smoke anybody in the video game version. Dude. Get me on a real golf course though, and it's game over. I, at a uh, Top Golf, I do the whole um, <laughs> Happy Gilmore Happy Gilmore shot. So that's how I really drive it.
2: Dude, every time I go to Topgolf, I'm like, I mean, I'm I'm afraid of heights, so I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing and fall off this, you know, the ledge. Yeah, See, I'm
1: deathly afraid of heights. Like a horse for me is too high off the ground. Like I don't go horse riding because <laughs> that's too that's too far off the ground for my liking. But yeah, uh, I kind of get the same sensation, and then I kind of drink. A little bit and uh start getting better, and it kind of goes away for some reason
0: yeah i that was my first impression of doing doing the whole top golf thing that being up on such an elevated surface and then trying especially when you're there with your buddies and people that don't necessarily have that experience of, like, playing competitively. They just want to whack the hell out of the ball. They want to get the big dog driver and just smack it and see how far they can hit it. But when you do yep. that, you you feel like you got to be careful. You're like, oh, I want to hold it back a little bit because I don't want to fall off of this thing.
1: See, I actually like doing the stuff. Like, I like being on that middle one, the middle layer, and actually playing, like, the closer ones with just a little – you know, iron or a wedge or something. That's actually, yeah. my- what,
0: what was your strength? Were you a, um, were you a, uh, drive for show guy? Were you a putt for dough guy? Did you have the good short game? What were you, what was your strength?
2: <clears throat> well, length was not my expertise. Okay. And you can quote me on that, <laughs> but the short game was, was where I exceeded the expectations of, I don't know where I'm going. The short game was good. Okay. That was my. That was where I made the strokes, uh, chipping, um, pitching. You know, anything in between uh, under a hundred feet or sorry, a hundred yards and in. That was like, if I can just get it there, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I was never like a long driver. It was pretty much between two eighty to three hundred, off the tee, which not, is not, not not
0: a long driver, but clearing close to three hundred. What the hell, well,
2: <laughs> not long enough for college golf. Not, or the, a long or the tour.
0: not a long drive when you're hitting close to 300. In the video game, Tyler hits like 360.
1: I hit on like 300. Exactly.
2: Right? <laughs> there you go. Damn. Yeah, it's just bad. like guys are hitting it so far, you know, especially in college golf and, and on the tour. And, uh, you know, 280 is like a great drive, you know. Um but when you get on, on to those, you know, competing with those guys, it's like, oh, you're hitting a three iron in, or I'm hitting a three iron in and you've got a nine iron, you know, and, and that's like that's a big difference. You yeah. know, when you got yeah. a three iron versus a nine iron and, and it adds up. So, I mean, that was kind of part of part of why I wouldn't cut out to do that.
0: Yeah, but hey, we definitely got to do top golf sometime. I am so down for oh, that. Oh, I'd love to. I want because I want to see because we had um. There's a it's funny. There's a lot of guys in music and especially with within country music that grow up playing playing sports. Something that I've learned: a lot of people playing baseball, a lot of people playing basketball and football, but also a lot of a lot of golfers in the country music world. We are, oh yeah, we were hanging out one night and we ended up at top golf with our buddy Lance Carpenter, who's a Who's another another songwriter artist in town? And we—I had no idea. Just, I'm just thinking. Lance is this older guy He likes to throw a few back. He will pop. He'll do do a, do a, a limp of Copenhagen with me. He's a good dude. He gets up there. He's smacking the hell out of the ball, dude. And he was—he would say he would—he was trying to get me to bet money with him. And I was like, Lance, I ain't bet. Like I could tell. Like the dude knew what he was doing. But golf's <laughs> a fun game, dude. It's that's cool that you did that.
2: Yeah, man. We. uh... We were playing this place, and actually, it was in Missouri. Uh, this is a little road story for you. Uh, it was a few months ago, and uh, they had a golf simulator there.
1: Ooh, oh, those are dangerous.
2: Yeah, and so the owner of the club was like, uh, let's "See, how did that? How did that happen?" Yeah, the owner of the club was like, "Hey, you want to have a?" competition you know and some bet you know i was like i don't really know what i'm doing and my guitarist nate at the time was like uh well let me teach you you know it's easy and he doesn't play golf and we were like just you know we we already knew what was up we're gonna you know get some money out of this guy out of the owner of the club by the way (laughs) <laughs> That's always a great idea, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is after the show, after we've been paid and everything.
1: Oh.
2: And uh, so I was like, uh, okay, I mean, I'll try it. And so he was, like, showing me how to swing, and I was like, okay. I mean, and so I teed one up pretty high and just skied it. Like, just went right under it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to sky the first one. And so... I skied it, and this guy's like, all right. He hit, you know, hit it, like, 250. And so I was like, okay, double or nothing. I think I got it. And so I did the same thing. I I skied it again. And the sky is, like, when it goes straight up. Yeah. Like, straight up, almost misses a net. And so I was like, all right, all right, all right, triple or nothing. And we we're at 60 bucks at this point. And um, he's like, all right. And so <laughs> – I just teed one normal and just smacked the tar out of it. And he was like, and like actually put a good swing on it. And he was like, you hustled me. I was like, yeah, but it was good. That's awesome. Dude, we were laughing so hard. And uh, yeah, that was, that was the time that I hustled the venue owner. And if he's listening now, Will never be asked back.
0: Well, hey, there's a venue, and Tyler can talk more <laughs> about this venue. So, there's a place in Montgomery, Alabama. It is like it's a, um,
1: it's a knockoff Top Golf, basically.
0: It's like a redneck knockoff Top Golf that doubles as a music venue, and Tyler's been there. I haven't, but they—that's a place where you could probably, you could probably well, they shut it
1: down, down. Like, so the day of show, they shut it down so that you can't be like whacking golf balls out there, but it's like you know I think they've got a marker out at three fifty they like
0: they essentially do a show at a driving range in the range section of the driving range,
1: yeah, like the uh <laughs> the canopy that, that? I, I I did it so it was last year we did it the weekend of July fourth and it's in Alabama, so you can only imagine how god awful hot it is. I literally was working off an iPad console. And I had my iPad and I had two other iPads and coolers so that I could, like, oh, yeah. cycle iPads because they were just yep. overheating like crazy. But I was actually using the t boxes as, like, my overhang so that I could get out of the direct sunlight. But it was only, like, you know, probably 30 yards to the stage, you know, so uh, could you it was ima- really yeah. cool. Could
0: you imagine playing a show at a driving range in the range part of the driving? Like, the stage is, like, out there. Like, you're out there.
2: I don't, I, it's behind the two boxes. Yeah, I can't imagine a <laughs> better show now. In in uh, here's Montgomery,
0: why. in Montgomery, by God, Alabama, which I have learned, Alabama is, and that's the thing too about traveling around the country. You go to all these interesting places. Where's the mo Where's the place that you went to and were like, "Whoa, that just happened!" Like, a, like a place where you had a little bit of like culture shock.
2: Oh, like the people were different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, uh Okay, well this is this might be a shock to you but our our weirdest shows are always in my hometown, Springfield. Really? I could see that. Yes.
1: After being there. Like
2: uh it's always our worst turnout, which is really weird because it's my hometown. That's sad, but uh I mean, you know, it's like we'll get 60 people you know, which is just like bizarre, but it's, uh, at the same time, it's like all my friends growing up have moved away, you know? So it's like, what am I going to do? Tell my friends to drive three hours to show. No, but so it's like a lot of my parents' friends and, you know, it's like not really, they're not like a drinking age, Yeah, you know, they're not going out to party. And so it's like, they're at a show in Branson. Is pretty much what it's like, and so, <laughs> and so they're just they're really enjoying it. But they're like, uh, you know, like their their mouth is open. They're just watching, you know, like a Branson show, and so that's always like a, a kind of a weird show for us, <laughs> which is which kind of sucks the hometown show. But um, it you know it gets better every time, and we've got to open for. You know several uh you know langston and a few people down here in springfield uh that have kind of got us a, a younger crowd <laughs> um
0: what's but what, it's just
2: weird to think about yeah. building a crowd in your own hometown yeah
0: yeah no absolutely and that and that's the thing about moving to nashville and like Getting out of the hometown, and, not, and every market's going to be different. Where's the place that you showed up, and it was a party right from the get go, and you were like, "Okay, we, it, it's going to be one of those kind of nights."
2: Um, man, um, we played a show. Uh, we opened for Aaron Lewis and Drake white oh wow and that was uh, like people it, it was in Missouri and I mentioned that I was from Rogersville and Rogersville is a small enough town to where people know about it but it's small so when they know about it they're like it's from Rogersville he's a hometown boy you know but they, as soon as I mentioned that they were like dude they were amped up that was cool um. Yeah, that. Trying to think that. I mean, that was that was an awesome show. We've had some fun shows.
0: Have you been like going, um, going up north? Have you been in like Ray's rowdy country and like seen those folks? Have you been to like Pittsburgh and Ohio and like that area?
2: We haven't been to Pittsburgh. We're trying to get there, and Cause I got we had we it, had two dates booked, and it, they. I don't know what happened, okay, but cause our they, booking agent said they got. Dumb. Yeah. Whatever. Because the
0: Yinzers, the Pittsburgh folks are a party. Yeah. They are a wild time. So you're going to have, once you get up there, they're going to, they're going to really, they're going to like that. That's going to be a good time.
2: Well, that's surprising because Nikki T is not wild at all. Yeah, I know. He's
0: he's the calmest, chillest dude you'll ever meet.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I still haven't met him.
1: You
0: still haven't met Nikki T? No. How have we not met, how have you not met Nikki yet?
1: Because I don't go out all the time like you do. Like, what? usually whenever Matt, so I think the last time they were in town, did they do the Monday night takeover? Did the, wh- you go the Whiskey Jam takeover, yeah, right? Yeah, see, I think I was working at Broadway at that oh, point, point, okay. so I wasn't out. So I work on Monday nights, and I'm on the road Wednesday through yeah. Sunday. So, like, Tuesday night is my only night at home, and I take that at full advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Sure. Then, yeah. When, how did you get linked up with those guys, with the Rays Rowdy dudes and Nikki T and Sarah and that whole crew?
2: Um, I think it was either like an email or an Instagram DM and it was early it was a lot earlier on and so they were like now they get like 100 people messaging them a day yeah. like for real and it was early on so like Nick responded to me and it was a yeah, I had, I asked him if they'd do a story on it all comes back around one of my singles that came out in like August and, uh, they were all about it and really helpful. And I don't know, man, they've just been like, so good to me for no reason. Like, and that's, what's really cool about, about their company versus, um, you know, others, um, You know, not not all the others, but just they're really supportive of artists that can do nothing for them and artists that don't get them a lot of clicks. And, uh, you know, I just that's that's something that will um, help them in the long run. And and these artists that they're supporting, like, you know, Farron and, um, you know, like the level that's just almost about to make it. Yeah. Um, when they do make it, they're going to take Ray's rowdy with them and say, Hey, these guys helped me from square one. And, you know, um, that's, that's really cool, you know, to see for me, I I would love that, you know, and uh, I would love to be able to be in a situation where I could help them out too.
0: Yeah. It's really like a family and that's, it's cool because. They're all about supporting and promoting the artists who's who they think have has the dopest shit out there. Whether like yourself, Ryan Nelson, who is like Mister Ray's rowdy, like him and Nikki. We seeing him and Nikki T go shot for shot together. Ryan Nelson, Nikki T going back and forth. Like it's it's just a party. But the content they put out, the playlisting they do on Spotify is so important. Um, The promo. So we we and I I see your name all over the site too, which which is really cool. They're giving showing you a lot of love. Yeah.
2: They're, they're cool people. And, you know, you guys know just as well as I do that there's so much good music in Nashville that's, and I'm not talking about myself, I'm just talking in a, in broad, there's a lot of great music and it, you know, it kind of sucks that um, people outside of Nashville are only thrown, you know, 1% of it, you if know, that, and if that, if that, yeah. right. And you know, it, not every song that's put out needs to be on the radio, but you know they're they're doing a great job, um, as well as other things like Spotify playlists, you know, of getting, uh, you know, people that are not able to be on radio, but they're getting a platform through, you know, Raise Rowdy or. Um, You know, a lot of great other companies that that do the same thing as Rage Rowdy.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. So you were talking before about the golf stuff that you had the you had your first like gig booked for the day after you had that talk with the coach. How did the transition from Alec Davis, potential professional golfer, come to Alec Davis guy putting out songs like Pink Cadillac and rocking on a stage? How how the hell does that transition happen where you put down the nine iron, pick up the guitar?
2: uh well it doesn't happen overnight yeah. and you know I think after four years I'm I'm starting to finally kind of find my sound um you know it when I first started uh you know I, I didn't I had a vision at the time but I was crafting my sound you know and and um you know, it's crazy. It took four years to kind of get to that point, and I, I'm, it's going to always be changing. You know, but I'm finding it myself as an artist, and it's so weird when people say that. But now that I'm going through it, I'm like, that's that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and because it does take time to like, you take all the influences you've had your whole life, and you say, I'm very influenced by this person, but that doesn't mean I have to sound like them. You know, but I am going to take this element that's ingrained in me and comes out naturally when I write songs. You know, from Vince Gill, but I'm not going to sound anything like Vince Gill. Um, you know, when it comes to production, and so uh, yeah, it's it's been a process. I put out um, an EP probably three months after that meeting with the coach, and uh, it's no longer available online unfortunately, but, um, it it was, it was a production standpoint. It was a different, it was like totally different than what you're hearing now. So I I didn't want people to get confused. What
0: what was that sound originally? Like what was, and what, and what went into the decision? Like what made you want to be, want to say, Hey, I want to do this music thing. I want to be on a stage. I want to write songs. I want to move to Nashville.
2: Um, I mean, so My parents um, have always played music and, uh, you know, had bands and that kind of thing for fun on the side. And, um, you know, I always grew up seeing them play. And, um, you know, when I first got my car when I was 16, I remember I had Sirius XM, and it had the highway on there i had like a free trial and i was just that was like the first time i can remember falling in love with country music you know and they were playing like josh turner stuff you know like firecracker you know and like that stuff when i was 16 and um who you know who wouldn't fall in love with that stuff and uh so, I mean, you know, I was always listening to country music on the radio and grew up with country music, obviously. And it was just always something that I wanted to do. Uh, I just, with golf, could never have the time or the, you know, the I, I wouldn't have the time to do it. You know, so when golf was over, uh, and funny enough, I already kind of said this, but I was working on music before the golf ended and um so it was just like after i played that show it was like this is where i'm supposed to be like no doubt it was uh it was very apparent it was like this is where you're supposed to be you know i've opened the door for you now uh, you've got to uh work hard you know to achieve the success uh, that it takes to make it, so here I am. Here you are. Here still in, grinding. Yeah, dude, and dropping <laughs> new
0: music. Like yeah. you've put out quite a bit already. We're only in, we're only in the month of uh, the month of April right now, and you've got how many songs out this year? What is it? Three, four?
2: Yeah, I put out four <laughs> this last month. That's
0: awesome. Like we love
2: that, six, dude. Six singles in the last eight months I think Hell yeah. so I mean yeah man it it's it's kind of crazy like being in the business of begging your friends to give you a dollar you know like give me a dollar 99 cents on iTunes so I can you know spend that and much more to record these songs that you know hopefully one of them will catch the the ear of somebody who can, you know, put these out on a bigger platform. You know, and and every day is just like, um and every artist listening and you guys know this. It's like it's a step forward, two steps backwards. And you know, every day, you know, every artist I talk to is like almost every day they're like, you know, I want to quit, but I can't quit.
1: Funny, Um, funny thing that you say that. Did you see, I don't know if Matt saw it. I don't know if you saw it, but the whiskey riff thing today, they posted like, I think it was seven years ago today, Luke Combs posted the thing and he was like, uh, man, this is getting hard. I think I might quit. Yeah. yeah. I reposted that. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, The the Luke Combs tweet (laughs) popping up from that long ago. Like, and that's the thing. I mean, as an artist, like, it's got a – it's got – it's it's a training process. It's a grind, and you, it's really a passion business. It's you're doing it because you love it, you know? Similar to, similar to this podcast thing, too, you know? Like, when you're early on, and you know it, too, with doing the day job in addition to doing all your music stuff, like, the um, – it's tough when you don't see results necessarily Right away like the overnight success thing Those days are, are over Like it's it's a grind and Especially now with the way streaming is And, and all that you really gotta Like you said one step forward Two maybe sometimes three steps back
2: Yeah Well it, Even in Luke Combs scenario Like you look at him and you're like He's blown up faster than anybody We've ever seen in country music Maybe you know Garth being the the other guy. Yeah. But that tweet was seven years ago and that's the fastest we've ever seen anybody blow up in our time. Yeah, it's dude. like <laughs> I mean I yeah, don't go
1: so, Nashville a ten year town for nothing. You know, and obviously like for some people it's not ten years, but it's I'm a full believer in that you've got to put your ten thousand hours in it just to be able to step into some of the rooms to get you into the rooms to make it, you know?
2: yeah yeah I mean, you're so right. It's just like if it was easy, everybody would be doing it, and everybody is doing it. so that makes it even that that much harder, you know, so uh, that phrase is always funny to me because everybody is doing country music, you know, and which is awesome, and it's we've got more people creating music than people consuming, probably. <laughs>
1: You know. There's so many uh, genres that are bending boundaries that, you know, yeah. as far as country music has been set since the 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, you've got people that are, I mean, you can't really bend jazz, but people that are trying to bend like hip hop and rap with jazz and all this kind of stuff. There's so many like blurred lines now of what genre is that it opens it up to so many more people to say, well, this is country music, but I'm rapping. You know, or this is country music, but I'm still playing jazz chords over it or, you know, I'm speak singing over it. You know, it just opens it up so much more to where it becomes country as in almost a nation and the blue collar thing more than it becomes country as in I own a truck and I live, you know, in the south.
2: Yeah. Well, there's country music for everybody
1: now. Yes, yeah,
2: there
0: is. <laughs> if you grew up, if and, you grew, yeah, if you grew up like in Nirvana, throw on Co-Wetzel, and you go to a Co-Wetzel show, and he's he's got the the guys they got the guitars hanging down by their knees, and they're headbanging and rocking. Still country music. You like a little bit of rap or pop in your country. You like that soft rock style. We got flip on Dan and Shay. Like there's, like you said, there there is country music for everybody.
2: Right, and that is. Uh, you know, I know there are a lot of people that are like, well, that ain't country, you know, to certain bands. But it's because of those sort of bands that country music is flourishing. And, you know, people like you guys and me have jobs in yeah. country music. Yeah, dude. You know, and so yeah. that's a huge blessing that uh, there are pioneers like Sam Hunt, you know, tr- doing something different, you know, yeah. and, and maybe that's not our cup of tea, but man he is doing so much for us that we don't even know about that we should be thankful for
0: yeah dude and even even somebody like Florida Georgia line who i know again right. bro bro country that's another subgenre within within the format and you don't have cruise doesn't come out who knows where where country music would be as far as being in mainstream pop culture who knows yeah. if you would have o- over a million people a year visiting nashville tennessee who knows if you'd have cma fest being on a national network like like it is you know like it's it's crazy to sit back and it ain't my cup of tea either i'm not a huge pop country guy in terms of like just the style it's just not not for me you know but like i i have an appreciation for it yeah but yeah
1: and you know even with those guys they always say the first one through the wall is the bloodiest usually you know and oh yeah they're kind of wearing it but like you said they're really breaking down a barrier so that people later on can walk through it and walk through it with confidence.
2: Dude, you just wait, man. When we're old, like 60, 70, people are going to say, dude, that song ain't country. Turn on some good old Sam Hunt. (laughs) Just wait, dude. Dude, no, seriously, yeah. you remember, like, Garth? I mean, you know, none of us remember that, but you, you, you've heard about it Yeah. when he came onto the scene, it was like, you know, Willie and Waylon and everybody was like, this guy is so poppy. And that's why he was so popular amongst the whole world and, you know, every genre loved him.
1: Funny thing. So my mom always tells a story and she says, back in my day whenever I went to a concert, I saw Charlie Daniels before he was country. I saw him whenever he was considered rock and roll, but yet he still had the fiddle and everything. So, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that, like... Always changing. As each, you know, generation comes up, you know, now the ones that are kind of taking the brunt of it is the guys like Lil Nas X and uh, Blanco Brown, you know, trying to incorporate more of the rap country in.
2: Yeah. I think I see... Uh, Gary incorporating some, uh, you know, some rap eventually into Muscadine (laughs) tracks. Dude, he, I'll
0: tell you what, the kid, the kid's got bars.
2: Yeah. He he can rap. He Uh goes off. Yeah. I'm sure there are some demos floating around (laughs) (laughs) that we won't speak of, (laughs) but...
0: Yeah, dude. Just, uh, talking about songwriting for yourself. So, how old were you when you wrote your first song? Like, how long ago did the songwriting process start for Mister Alec Davis?
2: Um, like by myself, or yeah,
0: like like when you when you can cons- when you would consider writing a song? Like when you were like, hey guys, I I wrote a song.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, probably about um, nine months ago was the first time I. I had, like, written by myself um, and, and come out with something. Uh, you know, I, I had always tried since I started this four years ago th- to come out with a product, but it was like, you know, it, it was just not quite there or I could never finish the song. And um, it was about, uh, you know, eight, nine months ago that I, you know, got a full cut um, by myself. And, um, it was actually funny enough. It was the night that I moved to Nashville. Um, it was the first night I was there, uh, in my apartment. I didn't know anybody, like literally didn't know anybody in town. And I, uh, ordered a large pepperoni pizza and, uh, my apartment just had all these boxes in it i unpacked nothing and wrote this song and uh you know i i have never released a a work tape or a demo or anything of it but you know i've I've got that song and that story you know now very uh,
0: very important sidebar where was the pizza from
2: uh well you're not gonna like it but Keep in mind, I was new in town and I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, Marco's, thin crust, pepperoni.
1: Marco's, where's that at in town?
2: So I moved to Franklin when I first got to okay. town. Uh, I think I had Marco's,
1: and it's not like, you know, it's not bad at all, if I remember
2: right. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. I don't know what happened, but it was, I was like, this is like a great pizza. Like I, I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. I mean, it fueled my first solo ride, you know? So, yeah. um, but I had written with, um, Nate White, who's my former guitarist, um, lead guitarist and, uh, one of my best friends. And, um, he's like 42, 43. Um, and so he's older and, um, right now he's laughing at at that 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 I called him older, but he is, <laughs> and um you know he kind of helped you know direct me through this whole music thing because I was coming straight from golf, you know, and it was just like I didn't know all the right steps, and we wrote songs together, and um you know he's he had to to step away from the group when he got a, a job promotion uh, a few months ago. So, um, we write over FaceTime now, but we've had 13 cuts together nice. and, uh, I put out a song called you would be mine, uh, last this last month. And that was our, uh, last cut that we had together and wrote that, I think over FaceTime, but yeah, he's a cool dude. And, um, never heard of you was the first and last solo write that yeah. I, uh, that I've released. So, and I think I kind of talked about that on the, uh, Instagram live, but yeah, dude, just I, kind of,
0: yeah, dude, I actually, so when I was biking today, um, I was listening to a lot of Alec Davis, I was listening and, um, Thanks, never, man. never heard of you was one that I, one that I heard on. And as soon as I, as soon as it came on and I, and I heard the hook, I was like, this is the one. I was like, this is the story. I know the story behind this and it's freaking cool. So that that's awesome that you're so you're coming out with these songs and you're still so new and still learning a lot right now in this whole music process and like coming into the world of it. And you've got you've got tons of songs out. You're putting you've put out already a handful this year. You got more on the way. You're playing shows, dude.
2: Like you're doing it trying man i'm i'm grinding and you know how it is. i mean you know how it is but you know luckily we just picked up a booking agent about a year ago and you know that's been kind of a a load off my shoulder but there's still so many things that you have to do i mean to be a player in the game
0: yeah and absolutely
2: you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to a singer and a song and playing a great live show, because if you don't do that, then your word is nothing, <laughs> you know. And uh so a song like Never Heard of You, you know, when we're playing casinos or bars where people don't know us, um, you know, that's a great song to pull people in. And, you know, there I kind of wrote that song. um, because we play ballads that nobody would know, and people are like, "All right, uh, you ready to go to the bathroom?" <laughs> you know, so it's like I gotta be doing upbeat songs that people are excited about dancing to, and then they're like, "Oh, I like this song too." And then I say it's available on Spotify or LimeWire or wherever you want to download it illegally. And uh, my favorite
1: of those they is did. Frostwire. That's the one that I had. Frostwire. Yeah, Frostwire. It was like Limewire, but without yep. as many viruses. It was Limewire, but frosty.
2: You're an original gangster.
1: <laughs> there was also one that was like, I forgot what it was, but it has something to do with a cool bear. Cool, cool bear. Ba- cool bear? No. Yeah.
0: Stephen Colbert's cousin. Stephen C O
1: O L. Cool bear. Space bear. Wow. Yeah, that's going way
0: back. Yeah, back. I wasn't hey, wasn't that advanced. Hey, so we so we do some segments on on uh, here on in the round, and one that we like to do is um, so Tyler's a big on Twitter. Are you on Twitter?
2: Uh, yeah, I've, I've got a Twitter, but I'm I'm very not involved. I mean, okay. I probably got it on got on Twitter uh, four months ago.
0: Okay, so what Tyler likes to do, so Tyler's got, like, five troll accounts. He's got his own account. Okay. He operates our In the Round podcast account. But then he also has, like, hidden aliases where he goes on and, like, he just, like, he rips apart. Like, he just goes after things and creates a buzz, stirs Ohio the pot. State. Ohio State football, being an SEC guy, he goes after Big Ten football. And
1: But, see, it's funny because I pose as a Michigan fan going after Ohio State so, therefore, they never, like, attack me for being an Alabama fan. It's genius. Love it. Then I, then I don't have any, so like, do we, So, what do, what do we got? Do we got Deanna? Yeah, Diana? What's, your, uh, what's your Twitter handle?
2: Alec D Country. Would you just please go rip me a new one? Just rip my music to shreds. A-L-E-C? Yeah. D.
0: So while, while Boudreaux is pulling that up real quick, um, you do a podcast as well. It's one of my, one of my favorites, one that I listen to when I'm out, Uh, when I'm out in the road, driving, driving around doing my thing. Um, and you've had a lot of good guests on there. Um, one of my favorite ones that you had on, one of my favorite buddies in general, Mr. Ryan Nelson, and you have a bunch of other artists and songwriters on there. you've had 641 on there. You've had Carly Rogers on there. Um, a lot of awesome people, um, what got you into wanting to do the podcast and uh, what's that been like for you?
2: Man, it's been a great thing for me. Uh, Honestly, it, it's been like great just getting to, you know, to meet new people through the podcast that, you know, I, I really like Ray Fulcher is somebody that I couldn't message and be like, Hey man, you want to write with me or Hey, you want to hang out and talk for an hour? But you know, it's like, I reached out, and or a friend of mine was like, "Hey, Ray, do you want to do this podcast?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'd love to." You know, and so I got to talk to Ray Fulcher for yeah, you know, num- an hour number
0: num- number one songwriter, like a guy yeah. that's just bumping out Luke Combs hits.
2: <laughs> yeah, and so you know, I when I first moved to town, I was building road cases for Nashville Custom Case out really? in Franklin. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's a cool gig. We have a
2: fun road case story. Yeah, I was, I was actually, Lee had me like working on quotes for you guys at one point.
0: Oh, really? Really? (laughs)
2: Yeah. Well, Lee Bird. Yeah. (laughs)
0: How did did you meet Lee Bird? Quick sidebar. How'd you meet Lee?
2: I was opening for Muscadine. um, And it was right before I moved to Nashville. And I was like, yeah, I was talking to the guys and I was like, yeah, I'm moving to Nashville. Like next month or whatever, move, I'm gonna live in Franklin. I've got a place there, and they're like, "That's where Lieber lives." And um, so I met him, and um, yeah, you know, Lee Langston. He's a songwriter. Those listening, and um, a great tour manager, great merch guy. Uh, he's a TM right now, right?
0: Yeah, he's a he's yeah. a t- he's a TM, and he's a active outdoorsman. Um, the last few oh, yeah. weeks, he's just been reeling in fish and shooting whatever Most bird. Of Most yes, of the year, yeah, that's what he does. We call him the waterfowl mercenary.
2: But we uh, we got together and we've got together to write like I don't know a bunch of times, probably eight ten times, and we never come out with a song. We just we always end up like jamming or talking and like. uh He's just a good dude. We have a lot of fun together and he's a he's a cool guy. Hell yeah. yeah. Everybody in your camp is a cool guy, by uh, the way. Uh,
0: we we sure, we appreciate you saying that dude and uh it's uh you spend a lot of time with people out in the road. For us it's eight guys in a sprinter van. So it's um it's an exciting it's it, it's exciting yeah, and there's uh,
1: no rooms for egos and attitudes, that's
2: for sure. <laughs> yeah. We're already crammed in there like a bunch of sardines <laughs> Absolutely. You guys are getting close to getting out of a sprinter, though. Hopefully. Getting close. You know, Lee, um, Lee was, uh, I'm going to tell the story without getting in trouble. Lee was just telling me that you guys are expecting to hit uh, a million monthly listeners on Spotify. Um by the end of this year. And he told me this in like September of last year. And I was like, you know, I think you guys probably had like 400,000 maybe. And that's probably wrong, but, um,
1: that's about right. Actually.
2: All right. Perfect. I'm always right. (laughs) Uh, Fun fact (laughs) about me. Uh, so I was like, you know, I was like, all right, you know, but still also I knew the power of muscadine and like anything's possible for those guys. So I was like, well, you might be right. And now you guys are like almost to a million.
1: Yeah, we're, and, I actually just checked. We're at 935,
0: 935,000. Hey, all I do is sell the t shirts. Wow. So I'm, I'm just, I just,
1: <laughs> I'm right there with Lee with her. I watch uh, all the numbers on like Spotify and stuff just start shooting up every day.
2: Yeah, man. Well, uh, if you want to watch mine shoot up, just don't worry about it.
1: Oh no! I'll, I'll sit there too. We'll turn a bot on.
0: Now we're checking. They're going down. down. And um, what we what we usually do to to wrap this thing up towards the end is we always have our guests play a song. You're on you're on um on Skype right now, in Missouri doing your thing. Um, what do you say we throw the um, Are you cool if we throw the uh, the new single on the end of this episode?
2: Yeah, please do, man. Yeah. My guitar is is literally in the other side of the house. So that would be <laughs> oh, yeah. awesome. Hey,
0: so thank, thank the Angels. That's the brand new one, right?
2: Yeah, man. And so, uh, real into, quick you know, about...
0: Yeah, tell us the story. What went into that
2: one? Yeah, so this is like the first song that is uh, 100% true. Like, it, it's the first song that's all about me, <laughs> you know, and like my story, but also very relatable to you know, the chorus is so relatable to everybody who's ever been through something that didn't go their way. And like the first verse is about how I met my girlfriend and we've been together for seven years now. And, um, you know, this girl broke up with me and, um, you know, I, I was like, not really upset about it, but I was, for the next three months after that, I was just like praying to meet somebody that would be more than just, you know, a girlfriend, but somebody who I do want to be with for the rest of my life. And um, then I met Audrey, you know, and so we've been together since 2013. Wow. You know, and that's crazy. Um, but uh, and then the second verse is about the golf, um, you know, play just living my whole life to play golf in and, and the SEC. And, um, you know, the next day I played my very first show, you know, and had no idea what I was doing, you know, but here I am, you know, playing music for a living and that's, you know, uh, it. at times it's like, man, this sucks, you know, but you look back and you're like, man, I've, I've accomplished a lot of things and hopefully a lot of people have benefited um, uh, from things that I've written or, you know, songs that, that we've made. So, um, it's just about thanking the angels, you know, that are sent to turn us down. That's the tag. Um, just, you know, kind of being grateful for the ones that tell you no, because those are the ones that motivate you to, uh, to get on top.
0: Hell Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah dude. <laughs> absolutely, man. Where can people find you on social media? We know about the Twitter handle already. Where can people find you? Facebook, Instagram.
2: Yeah, um, Twitter. Well, you can follow me, I guess, <laughs> but I feel bad. If it's, it's, <laughs> I always tell people don't follow me on Twitter, but I won't say that today. <laughs> um, <laughs> Instagram, Alec Davis Country. And... Uh, There you can find double chin selfies, you can find videos, uh, you know, just me being myself and and, uh, I'm an idiot, really. Um, Facebook is Alec Davis Country as well. Um, If you'd like to email me, it's alecdaviscountry at gmail.com and... The things that I'd like you to send me would be uh, if you can send virtual Outback Steakhouse gift cards. Yes. Uh, love a good blooming onion. You Bloom, know, blooming this onion. is America. All right. Victoria Filet. Victoria Filet all day. All right. Uh, you can send me a lot of different things. Uh, I've seen it all. Let me say that. So there's my email and matt's phone number if you'd like to send nude photos i'll tell you <laughs> i
1: was about to say well, all we need is your uh phone number social
2: security and bank account and we got it all you know i'll i'll tell you my routing number that's for sure <laughs> hey thank you guys for having me for real you can, uh you
0: can, Alec, thank you for coming on and doing this bro we appreciate it
2: yeah man i uh i really don't have that much to offer I'm just kind of an idiot uh, trying to to do this whole country music thing, and that's uh,
0: exactly what we are doing. So we, we we're doing figuring out one day <laughs> at, we're at f- a time, figuring man. Figuring it out one day at a time, just having having a good time doing it, man. So seriously, thank you so much, uh, Boudreau, First Skype episode in the yeah. in the tank. We did it.
1: First off, I would like to say that about four months ago, I told Matt if we ever got to do it, I got Skype set up. He went on this whole tirade this week of searching endlessly and worrying about it, and I said, "Matt, I told you four months ago we got this. It worked, right?
2: It's pretty good." Well, I mean, it works for now until yeah. you get to your computer in like an hour and you're like, "Dude, Matt, none of his audio synced up. We didn't get any of it captured." Oh no, I'm and I'm then you into logic. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm yeah. making sure of
1: this.
0: Oh, he's 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 holding up. He's holding up his end of the bargain.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Well, but no, it all, Dude, it all, it all, it I all say that, that because well. I've had a few podcasts where it's like, "Oh, <laughs> okay, hey, we, uh, that one's not going to be able to air because we didn't get it."
1: Yeah, oh, shit. I get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I uh, I can tell you how to make sure that never happens again. See, Matt's the guy that he thinks of the problem, and I thought about <laughs> it five months ago. And already figured out the solution. He's, so. he's
0: he's a professional sound engineer. I got nothing to worry about. I'm just used to being in the world of radio where everything's breaking constantly. But now I got a reliable Boudreaux by my side. Uh, big old. You guys are a good beer. team. We try to be, man. It's, yeah, uh, man. I'm, I'm a I'm a loudmouth New Yorker. He's a big big quiet um, Alabama guy. Unless you get some uh, some bourbon in him, then he opens up real. He opens up and starts talking to you. <laughs> uh,
1: I found the uh, tequila. <laughs> videos oh of me in Mexico oh boy, tequila the- <laughs> that is the that is
2: my kryptonite Okay. Send them. You've got my Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah, just tweet oh, them to just tweet me. Okay. Tweet I'll check hand them hand in, hand. in three to five business months. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, thank
0: you, everybody, for tuning in to the In The Round podcast. Make sure you check out Alec Davis' music. He's got the new singles out right now. The brand new one, which we're going to be playing here in a second, called Thank The Angels. Get on there. Stream him on Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere you stream music. Get on iTunes. Buy the stuff if you really like it. Support our buddy Alec Davis. And also check out the podcast, the Day Job Podcast, Lots of great episodes up there. Same place to listen to our podcast. Type in the day job and give Alec Davis a listen and make sure you guys are doing up. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribing to Alec stuff. Make sure you're subscribing our stuff. You can follow us. Boudreaux where?
1: Uh, in the round pod on Twitter, in the round podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And also, I'm just going to say this as willing as Alec was to give us his email. I'm pretty sure that if you message him on Twitter or Instagram, he'll probably send you the V. The uh, Venmo account, if you really want to support him.
0: Yeah, if you really want to support yeah. um, Mr. Alec Davis right. right now, it's uh it's an interesting time to be in the music and the entertainment business. Interesting time in general to be to be alive right now, but uh, we're all going to get through this thing, y'all. And um, we again, we appreciate y'all listening to uh, another edition of the In the Round podcast. Now, without further ado, here's our buddy Alec Davis. Here's the new single, "Thank the Angels." Y'all have been listening to the In the Round podcast. <music>
3: i had just turned 17 she moved off to school and on from me she called me up one night and said it's over i didn't know three months from then i'd meet the one and my best friend now i'm We'll i right you.